0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply Bank of America and a member FDIC this is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities then one day that dream actually came true Let me take you Behind the Velvet Rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, (laughs) Ms. Trista Sutter.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: How are you today?
1: I'm good. Can you yeah. hear me okay? Like my audio okay?
0: I can hear you just fine. I'm okay. having a cup of coffee.
1: Perfect. W-
0: now, what are you up to? Your house seems so quiet today. Like, where is everybody?
1: Very quiet. Ryan is working and my kids are at school. They go to school actually every day. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really thankful because I get to actually be at home and get things done. You know, That's,
0: I haven't heard of any schools where it's like full. I mean, I don't have kids, so I just pay attention half of the way. But like they're yeah. full time in school. Wow.
1: I know we we feel really really lucky. Do you know Very what? Lucky. Can I can I take off my headphones? Do you need them in?
0: Now you sound.
1: Okay. You sound
0: fine to me. I always keep mine in, but you sound fine.
1: Okay, great. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah,
0: that sounds good. So, that's good and Ryan's at work, so
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a quiet day. I mean, quiet in terms of noise around me, but inside my head, lots going on.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we have a lot to talk about. So, before we get to your amazing new podcast, Better Etc., which I do want to talk about, I always like to start at the beginning with people, you know, unless this is our third time talking. So where are you from originally? That is my first question.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm from St. Louis. So Although kind of Indiana. So I was born in Indiana, in Indianapolis, and I lived there for four years. And my very first memory is actually moving to St. Louis. So um, I was raised in St. Louis. I lived there throughout um, high school until I went to college. And even after college, I came back um, in the summers. I went to Indiana University for college and then University of Miami in Florida for grad school. And then bachelorette or the bachelor happened actually went to la for a year or two and then i've been here in in near Vail, colorado um for almost 20 years which is wow crazy.
0: so let's go to the bachelorette or the bachelor so you know back then we had no idea what to expect we had the real world we had survivor not really much more so like when you applied, like, h- how did you get involved with the show? Like, did you apply? Did someone contact you? I'm so curious.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I was living in Miami at the time. I was working as a pediatric physical therapist at Miami Children's Hospital, and I was dancing for the Miami Heat. So during the day, I worked with kids. At night, I got my groove on, and um, I was home from work one day. I was watching Extra. And the casting director from Extra was on talking about this new reality show. And I watched, I watched Survivor, I watched Real World and Road Rules and, um, you know, the early stuff. And when I saw the casting director come on, she said, you know, we're doing this new show, um, trying to make love matches, but you can travel the world and meet new friends. And I was kind of in a rut at that point in my life. And, you know, I was... I, I had a great job. I had so much fun dancing, but um, I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't meeting people very easily. It was just hard. And so I thought, why not? So I went on the website. There was actually internet back then. <laughs> um, Way back. And went on the website, applied, and I think you send in like three pictures at, first and then they write you back if they're interested and you send in like a video and um then you do like a longer questionnaire and so I I just went through the process I really didn't tell anyone I was doing it until I knew that I was going out to LA for the interview and the rest is history
0: was it billed as like you could meet your husband on TV
1: for sure yeah Yeah, and I was, like, wasn't necessarily into it totally for that reason. I thought, well, maybe, but I was kind of still skeptical. But I thought, ah, go meet some more people and go travel and have a little getaway to California. Sign me up, you know? That was kind of my mentality back then. It wasn't all about finding love.
0: And when you got the show, like, did your friends, did your family, were they, like, what? Like, you're going to go find love on TV?
1: Right. (laughs) Yes, 100%. People were like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Um, even more so, the, the skepticism was enhanced quite a bit when I signed up to be the bachelorette. But on the bachelor, it was more like, okay, well, go have fun. I asked my boss for a leave of absence and she gave it to me. I, I took it and had a great six weeks.
0: When you got there, were you, you know, just cause like you didn't have anything to compare to, it was the first season Were you just like, what is this? Or were you like, oh, this is so much fun.
1: Oh, I had a blast. I mean, the thing is that I feel like television in general behind the scenes is so energetic and fun. I, all, the, you know, Chris Harrison and all the producers and the camera crew and audio guys and, Uh, and girls. And I, I just, it was such a fun environment to be around. Um, it was exciting. And, you know, I, as a physical therapist, I had a, an extremely fulfilling job. I worked with kids and, um, and I loved my job, but it wasn't what you call exciting, you know, it's more fulfilling. Um, so, I was coming from this like daily grind of, of working with, you know, different diagnoses um, in children and, and it was just, it was a different, it was a different way of life. It fueled me. It was exciting and energetic and enthusiastic and it was what I needed at that time. It was just the perfect amount of excitement for my life at the time, considering I was kind of in a rut.
0: Do you ever talk to, like, Chris Harrison now? Like, I mean, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, there's no way they could know that this would just be a global phenomenon. Or maybe they did, but I wouldn't think so.
1: I mean, they hoped, of course, but no way. I mean, the fact that they're still kicking almost 20 years later is phenomenal it really is. We definitely, we had no idea what we were doing, had no idea what was going on. It was not a thing. It wasn't even the key phrase. Gosh, something keeps like, I don't know if it's Oh, I don't know if you can hear it, but my neighbor is probably working out where he's dropping like a huge weight. Anyway. Um, so you know, there weren't the key phrases. There weren't the, you're here for the right reasons there. It wasn't the, will you accept this rose? All of it was new to us. Um, and we just kind of went with the flow and did what we were told and enjoyed every minute.
0: And then, so you became runner up, like, were you just devastated at that point?
1: Oh yes. I was heartbroken for sure.
0: And then where, how shortly thereafter do you get that call? Like, hey, there's this whole spinoff we're thinking of and it's going to be all about you. Like, that's like, how does that happen?
1: Uh, I was watching the finale in New York City with a bunch of friends. It was like a viewing party. And I got a call from Mike Fleiss. And he said, hey, so we're thinking about doing a show, we'd have to, you know, sell it to the network, but would you be interested? And I, right away, I was like, for sure. I would love that. I mean, I had so much fun on the show that why wouldn't I? And at this point, like it didn't work out with me and Alex, obviously that's a good thing considering I met Ryan, but, um, at the time I was heartbroken, but I knew that it could work because I did have very strong feelings for him at the end. So I believed in the process at that point. The producers were friends of mine at that point. I believed that they would have my back and be looking for guys who um, I could truly form a lasting relationship with. So I was all for it.
0: I wonder how quickly that was greenlit at ABC. Like I would assume that might've been one of the fastest developments. (laughs) meetings (laughs) Meeting <laughs> I haven't ever
1: thought about it like that but you know so from the the episode airing which I think it aired in the summer so like June or July maybe I don't know so I feel like it aired in the summer I think so maybe we'd have to look back because we stopped taping in February and I so I know it would have had to take a couple months to get it That makes sense And all that so and then we started Taping The Bachelorette in October So that's a pretty quick turnaround At least for you know back In those days
0: yeah And then
1: and and actually I went back to real life I went back to my work uh, um, To my life in Miami And And then asked my boss for another Leave of absence and she promptly said No (laughs) And I said, you know, I think
0: I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Hey guys, I know that one thing on a lot of your minds who are reaching out to me is saving money for 2021, as it should be. And listen, if you're still paying exorbitant amounts of money every month for your wireless. I really have something great of how you can save money. It's Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. That's right. 15 bucks a month. I switched. I was paying around $150 for my wireless before. I saved $135 a month by switching to Mint Mobile. I now pay $15 instead of $150. That's right guys, Mint Mobile's plans, it's premium wireless for just $15 a month. And for everyone who's skeptical out there, the way they do it is there's no brick and mortar. They eliminate all the traditional costs of retail. It's all online. How brilliant. I don't know why someone has not thought of this before. And all plans come with unlimited talk. I mean, have you ever heard me talk? High speed data, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And before everyone freaks out because we don't like change, you get to keep your own phone with Mint Mobile. You keep your same phone number with Mint Mobile. You keep all your existing contacts. Everything stays the same. And listen, if you're not 100% guaranteed and happy they have a seven-day money-back guarantee. But I'm telling you, if you want to save money, there's a lot of other ways I need to save money in 2021. But this one, I have gotten figured out. Mint Mobile, you get premium wireless. The plan started just 15 bucks a month. So to get your... Wireless plan for just $15 a month. You get a chip to your front door for free. What you need to do is go to mintmobile.com slash velvetrope. That's mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. And yes, you are going to cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month. Mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. This is this changes the game, guys. 15 bucks.
1: I think it's time for me to just take a leap of faith. So I moved out to California before they greenlit the show because I'd always wanted to live in California. And I thought, you know what, if it doesn't happen, then I'll figure things out. But if it does, then at least I'm there and ready for it.
0: Were you like conscious or were like there was the network conscious of like, you know, like the gender, like role reversal, like it is like, it's like a very empowering show. Like was that a big thing like behind the scenes? like did you feel pressure even, or no, oh, you're just yeah, like,
1: yeah, I mean, I tried not to feel pressure. I'm a really sensitive person, so I tried not to feel pressure, but inherently that's kind of what I felt. Um, yes, it was huge, especially in the press. I remember getting called every name in the book because, um they thought instead of taking it as like an empowering thing for women, for women to have the, the, the ability to choose, um, they, they took it as I, one reporter, I think she specifically said I was setting the women's movement back by like decades or something. Really? That makes no sense to me, you know, because I think they automatically just went to thinking that I was going to be Macking on everybody, you know, every single person. And at that point in time, I was very conscious about how I would be portrayed and what my parents were going to be watching and what my grandparents were going to be watching. And so I was, I tried to um, go into it thinking, being very aware of the people who would be watching so that I didn't um, offend anyone and didn't come across looking, you know like a hussy
0: (laughs) and was like the network involved too you know where like they were like trying to give you advice or it just didn't really go that far they were just like go and make a great tv show
1: no yeah the network did no they didn't they didn't pressure me to to be any sort of way they just wanted me to be myself
0: well it all worked out
1: it sure did
0: (laughs) so i mean you got ryan in the end Now, so after that, like, was that, like, difficult, like, as a couple then? Because, I mean, you guys were everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you were the success story for the franchise. I mean, still are. But, like, I mean, like, when you were now just trying to date and get to know each other, even though, like, it moved kind of fast, like, was that a lot of pressure that you were everywhere?
1: Oh, yeah. It was super hard. Especially because he is a very introverted person, and I'm a very extroverted person. And... So I was all about you know the the whirlwind and and taking advantage of of the fun things you know the Oprah's and the Ellens and the we got I, I think I got asked to do a bunch of cameos for shows like sitcoms Less Than Perfect and uh, you know a bunch of that kind of stuff it was really fun for me Ryan was still working as a firefighter in bail and. And I mean, at this point in time, after the show was over and we could be together, people were pulling fire alarms to just get a glimpse of him, which is illegal, by the way. (laughs) Um, So his job was chaotic and he ended up taking a leave of absence because it was very disruptive to the department. Um, He didn't want to be causing all of this disruption and bringing more attention to himself. So he took a leave of absence and, and that proved to be um, a great idea because he was able to come to L.A. with me and we stayed in my apartment for a while. We we were back and forth between Vail and L.A. Um, it was really exciting and really fun. But yeah, of course, there's a lot of pressure because we had only known each other for six weeks. We had only been on, I think, what amounted to be five or six dates altogether that's not a lot when, when you're talking about forever. And my parents were divorced and I, divorce was, is not a word that I ever want to be part of my story. So, um, I was very, I, we were, I was very serious about it. You know, I, I wanted this to be forever. So getting to know each other was huge. And, and then dealing with the, the chaos of all of it and and trying to do the things that make made me happy but yet that supported our relationship was hard because I wanted to go into hosting I, I had been doing a bunch of hosting at that point for different shows extra entertainment or good morning America um Miss America the view like good day live and 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 so anyway I was doing all this all this stuff and I wanted to keep doing it but I realized if I wanted this relationship to work which was my priority that I needed to make it a priority and so that's when I moved to Vail we lived in his um a condo that he shared with I think three or four other guys and then finally I was like okay we got to get our own place um, and then the wedding planning started and, um, you know, that kind of took over too. So it was, it was a crazy time, but, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. I loved, I loved all the things we were able to do and, and getting to know him, you know, as the person that I had fell in love with, but on a deeper level.
0: I never thought of it. Cause like everyone, you know, wants a glimpse of like celebrity that that would carry over to like the actual fire department. It never crossed my mind. So, like, Isn't people that were, crazy? yeah. <clears throat> so, like, people were, I mean, I imagine even if they weren't pulling alarms and there was like a real fire and there's Ryan, like, people must have been.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I have plenty of those stories where. He's like, you know, helping someone who's on their deathbed almost because they're so sick and they look up and they see Ryan at the end of their bed and they're like, Ryan, whoa, what are you doing here? Like, I mean, it, it was, it was crazy, I think for, for both of us, but the fact that he was still working at his job, um, people were definitely excited to see him. If they
0: yeah. And sure. like life and death situations and yeah. sounds like, can I have a selfie? You know, selfies maybe didn't really exist back then. They
1: they did a little bit, but it was more like, take a picture with me. It wasn't like, take a selfie. Yeah.
0: Did you ever have like those pinch me moments after like, not even for Ryan, but just like Oprah, Ellen, like that you went on a reality show and now you were like, didn't Oprah offer to pay for your wedding or something to that effect?
1: It was an out-of-body experience. Um, There were plenty of those. I mean, we were on Oprah a couple times, and yes, she was the one who started things in motion in terms of our wedding. She said, I would love to host your wedding on our show. And I was like, what? (laughs) What is my life? Yeah. We had a behind-the-scenes meeting with her and her producers, like, at this big old conference table at her studio and and then abc was like uh no that's our show so we're gonna take the reins um but she was the one who started that process um and then like i, I mean we did we presented at the um country music awards we uh, introduced uh oh toby keith we were at the American Music Awards. I was backstage with, like, Willie Nelson. And, I mean, it was crazy. Uh,
0: Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing... You guys five shows a week, tracking down the top bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day that causes me stress, it causes me anxiety i 'm not even going get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. so I needed somewhere to turn, and for me, I turned to better help. I love better help because it 's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist
1: so many crazy things like riding in a private jet the abc private jet um to aspen to sing on a stage with barry freaking manilow i mean uh, uh. there's there's crazy stories like that and yes it was totally out of body for me especially I, I, I obviously the biggest benefit and the biggest gift of all of it was my relationship with ryan but it was really fun along the way to experience things that as a little Midwestern girl, I would have never envisioned include it being part of my life. You know? Do
0: you ever get starstruck? Like, did you? Are you the type to get starstruck? Oh yes. Okay. I am,
1: I am so the type to get starstruck. Actually, um, I was at a really fun um, moment. Was I was at a a Golden Globes um, after party, and um, huge fan of Will and Grace at the time. Huge fan. And I see Deborah messing across the way. And I said to my manager at the time, like, that's Deborah messing over there. Do you think I should go say hi? Can I go say hi? Please, will you come with me? You know? And we start walking over that way. And she catches my eye and she's like, Trista! I'm like, What? You know who I am? Like, and then I remember David Arquette, which of course friends is huge. He's married to Courtney Cox. Um, I interviewed him on a red carpet for the Super Bowl, and he was like, "This is surreal meeting you." I'm like, "What is happening? <laughs> this is so Seriously. crazy." Yeah, it was, it was nuts. Um, and still to this day, I look back on those moments and think that
0: you're like Deborah Messing me? knows who yeah. I am. Yeah. Did you ever meet someone like just larger than life, where you're like, oh, "This person is just so not what I thought they would be."
1: 100 percent um elton john unfortunately i i think it was actually the same golden globes party that deborah messing was amazing and i was i mean please i grew up in the 80s you know elton john billy joel all that huge fan and i walked up to him and he was so cold to me and so not kind. I was just like, I'm a really big fan. And he was like, Uh-huh. Next, like, you know, I'm gonna keep, you know, talking to the important people. So you Yeah. Don't, you I don't think he that.
0: watched The Bachelorette?
1: I am pretty positive he did not. Um, which I didn't expect. Like I don't expect anyone to know who I am. And you know, I usually say that when I first meet someone, if they are someone um who I look up to or am or a fan of. Um But, you know, being in the public eye and please, it's Elton John. He deals with it on a whole other level than I will ever or was ever dealing with it. But still, it's like he next to Oprah. Oprah was so welcoming and kind and just gives the best hugs. And she had my mom on the show. And like, I feel like there's a way to be kind to Mm -hmm. people um, and still be like, Hey, thank you so much for being a fan. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to so-and-so, but I appreciate you coming and saying hi. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's, there's a way to be kind.
0: Yeah. Like you don't have all the time in the world always, but a minute it doesn't harm to chat for 30 seconds or a minute and take a picture and move on. Yes,
1: exactly. Right.
0: How was Ellen?
1: Oh, she's fantastic. I love Ellen. Um, Let's see. We were on. I've been on a few times. The the a really funny time was right before our wedding. This happened with Jimmy Kimmel too. Actually, really funny story. Um, but we we were on our show, and she decided to give us a gift for our wedding because um, she's sweet like that. And we got a washer and dryer. <laughs> Of Ellen DeGeneres for our wedding, which is just like what she gave us a washer and dryer, and then Jimmy Kimmel actually um, gave us a, an envelope full of cash, like like your uncle Jimmy would, you know?
0: <laughs> That's always good.
1: I know. I was like, "Are you are you for real? Like we get to walk out of here with a wad full of cash or an envelope full of cash?" It was hysterical.
0: And this washer dryer from Ellen, like there was just like, "Give me your address, and this will this showed up." Wow.
1: I know. It's weird. And we used it for at least a few years. Yeah. That's it hilarious. Cool. It's so funny.
0: And like, you know, like, are you shocked at like all this, like, you know, drama now with like the Ellen show and like, you never saw any of that when you were on
1: it? Oh, um, no, not at all. Not as a, not as a guest. Um, she was always super kind. I have had moments with hosts like Jay Leno on The Tonight Show. Um I was on the show. I was on the show. I feel like a couple times, but one time it was with the woman of the view and Barbara Walters is sitting next to me. And I mean, it's gotta be hard when you're, you've got little old me, you know, Trista, who is on a show that he's never watched before. And then Barbara Walters is right next to me. And so like dealing with that dynamic has got to be hard as a host, but he, you could tell he could care less that I was on his show and every question he, he would, it, he was like looking right past me at a teleprompter and not invested in the questions. And I just feel like if you're going to have someone on your show, first of all, do your research, research, second of all, just make them feel like you care about what they're saying I don't know call me crazy but if I had a show which you know now with the podcast I feel like it's really important to listen to your guests and and be invested in the conversation and he definitely was not
0: totally and like it's work so if you don't love every guest right do your research and how hard is it to pretend I mean
1: I mean really your like, your I'm sure audience gotta do it for a lot of people, um, just just make them feel at least welcome. You know, just with whatever questions you're asking, even if you don't have any idea what the show is about. Um, I don't know. Just be present. And he he wasn't present.
0: That makes sense. So since you guys are like pretty much the OG success story, like, do you hear? <laughs> from like people before they go on? Like say someone gets cast now in, I don't know, in the middle of nowhere, like do people reach out like, hey, I was just cast, I'm going on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, like people still reach out to you and Ryan?
1: Occasionally or um, before they get cast. Like I've had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking of doing the show. I'm thinking of going to this casting um, party or whatever. And they'll ask for advice. Uh, over the years i've had quite a few of those but um now they just they recycle you know so often um people from previous shows that um you know they already pretty much know the scoop unless they're starting in as one of the the cast members not not cast members i don't know what else to call them um
0: contestants i guess exactly Gators. Yeah. do you hear from couples like after they come out like you know if they're going to try to make it work you know do they reach out and say Hey, how'd you guys make it work so well?
1: You know, not so much anymore. We used to. Um, but now that we're like the I've been called the fairy godmother, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like we're just too far removed from it now that I feel like people are more likely to reach out to the people who are a bit younger <laughs> than Ryan and I. I mean, I feel like we could be, we literally I could have been at least age wise, Hannah's mom, you know, like I was, I I just turned 48 last week and I think she was 22 on the show. So I clearly could have been her mother. Like I, I would be probably, if you put her mother in a room, I'd be, you know, closer in age to her mom. So I could be, you know, friends with her mom more so than her. But um, so I feel very like maternal towards all of the contestants and I'd, I'd be more than willing to offer advice, but Um, I think we're just, we're just a little too far removed.
0: How hard really is it? I mean, it's different now because social media has come so far, but like, how hard is it? Like you said, like when you go on five dates and now you're separated and you can't tell anyone in the world that pretty much, and like, was that really intensified during those months? Like you and Ryan talked on the phone and you're just like, I'm falling. I mean, you already fell, but like, I imagine that's gotta be a hard time.
1: It was hard, but you know what? Um, it actually really solidified our relationship um, because we only had our phones. We um, only had three rendezvous. Now they have multiple rendezvous. I feel like it's like every other weekend they can get together um, where the show like puts it together or whatever. Uh for us, we just, we had an 800 number, I believe that we each called and it would patch us through to each other. Um, we couldn't use, like, I don't, I feel like cell phones were in early infancy, you know, was very beginning like cell phones. Um, so we talked, all the time. And Ryan is not a talker. Like he he but we had to talk. If we wanted time together, we had to talk. And that allowed us to really get to know each other. Um whereas I feel like even if you're in person these days, a lot of time you're on your phones. Like people are just in their in their phone, on social, um, you know, doing work, whatever. And we were able to um, really dedicate some time to each other just through the phone. So it was great. I, I, I recommend that to anyone who's going through it to just be very present and prioritize your relationship. And if you can get conversations on the phone to really dig in deep and really truly realize who your other half is, um, it's highly recommended.
0: I mean, the way social media is now, it's shocking more doesn't leak.
1: You're right. Stuff I does,
0: know. but yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's. True. ABC. Especially
1: pictures of like people. I mean, they had, even during our time, they had went, like, I remember we went to California or Ryan flew into California for a trip. We went to Oh, I can't remember where, but somewhere in California and oh, Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach and they rented this cute little cottage and they had me, I feel like I wore a wig, even though I was just in the car. Um, Ryan flew and his handler was with him and they put him, Ryan in a middle seat and his handler on the aisle so that no one would sit next to him. And gosh, I mean, they went all out, so I cannot imagine what needs to happen now ABC doesn't play
0: around
1: no no way I mean back then we there wasn't social media so people weren't carrying around their cameras everywhere you know and taking a picture and immediately uploading it to their social um so it's it's got to be pretty intense now yeah
0: so what is the success to a happy marriage because you've made it work
1: we have so far so good. We're celebrating 17 years in December. and um, I mean, I think there's a lot of different reasons that we've found success thus far. I think uh, number one is prioritizing a relationship. you know, me moving to Vale and recognizing that Ryan would not have been happy anywhere else. Um, he is truly a mountain man, and he needs this place to, to feel happy. Um, so prioritizing our relationship and our location and, um, respecting each other. And I, I think is humongous. Um, forgiveness is huge, even if it's the little things like saying something that ticks the other one off, like just the little forgivenesses throughout the day, week, year, month, whatever. Um, I think we like to have fun, like our, our i feel like our lives are pretty happy and and full of um joy but doing things that each of you love you know we are very much opposites in a lot of ways and um you know where he'll go for a bike ride and i'll stay home and watch tv or whatever you know so i think that all like the respect and and the fun they all it all kind of goes together um I mean, there's there's so many reasons. I, I feel like we try to be better um, each day, especially him. Like lately, I told him a couple weeks ago that I was um, overwhelmed, uh, well, just in general, but um, especially in cooking. And I've never enjoyed cooking. I, I feel this pressure to make it great for everyone and have everyone be super happy, but I don't enjoy it at all. It just adds so much stress to my day and I told him that and since then he has totally taken the reins of of cooking for us every night that he's home so he works 24 hour shifts um wow so he's gone a lot but when he's home he is he's giving so much and really trying to be better for um for all of us and I just interviewed him for my podcast um he was my first guest I heard you heard it? Yes. Yay! Um, so he talked about how, um, even at the Vale Fire Department, which he hasn't been at for a couple years, he would go into work every day and think, How can I be better for myself, for my department, and for my station? I never knew that. It's so funny. Like the things I'll learn, you know, um, about my guests on the podcast, which I'm sure you can attest. But, um, you know, I've been married to him for almost 17 years, and I had no idea that he went to his job every day thinking that. So I feel like he's very conscious of trying to be a better man, a better husband, a better father um, for for our family. And I'm I'm pretty damn lucky.
0: Yes. How hard do you think it is to find love on TV? I mean, it worked for you guys, but. I mean, so it's hard, right? I mean,
1: it's it's hard to find love, period. But I think that now that the show and so many others like it um, have been around for so long, it, it's proving to people that you can find love in any way. I mean, who would have thought I would have met my husband on a television show with cameras following our every move? for only six weeks, having like five or six dates. And we're still going strong, you know, almost 17 years later, it's crazy. So I think that, um, you just have to be open to it and, and really, um, put the time and energy into it, just like you do your job or your hobbies or your friends or your family or whatever, you know, um, if you want to find love, then get out there and do whatever you can. And for me, that was going on TV.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. Well, and you also did another first, Dancing with a Star season one. You love being the first somewhere, don't you?
1: Isn't that crazy? I mean, I was just telling Blakesley that we were my daughter, we were talking about it the other day. So I was the, on the first Bachelor. I was the first Bachelorette. I was on the first season of Dancing with the Stars. I was the very first one to ever get kicked off that show. Um, I, I, with Ryan, was on the first season of Marriage Boot Camp. Um, it's crazy. I don't know what it is about.
0: It's not about, a bad thing.
1: It, it isn't a bad thing, but it's, it's weird. It's just like, what? I, I don't understand, but I'm really thankful. I'm, I'm grateful for all the opportunities for sure.
0: I didn't even real so I mean, I watched the first season of Dancing with the Stars, but then when I was looking back for this, I was like, oh my God, there was only like six couples. Like, I don't remember six. this. Like,
1: yeah. Cause yeah, it seemed it, like oh, a big it's deal. It's funny. I think, you know, now I feel like there's 15, 20, something like that. And, and if you think about it, since there were only six, I really lasted until the top six.
0: <laughs> yes, you did.
1: Ah, yeah, whatever. I, oh, that show. I mean, I was a dancer, and I lost a dancing competition to like Evander Holyfield
0: in the first out. Like,
1: oh, so but awful. you know what? If you're
0: gonna be out like third, just go out first. Like, yeah, just, true. You're literally oh, the like first me. person ever. Like, that's a big deal.
1: Although I really wanted to do my Tina. So my next dance was gonna be Tina Turner. Crowd um, oh. Mary. Yes.
0: Oh, that would have been good.
1: Oh, I still... It's one of those things that I really, like, regret. I wish I could have done that that dance. It was so much fun.
0: Are you shocked that, like, Tom Bergeron is out and Tyra Banks is in?
1: I am shocked. Tom was iconic. He is so good at his job. He is so good at the ad-libs and just... Uh, Oh, sorry. That's my, my, yes, we still have a landline. Um, You're
0: entitled. uh, (laughs) Is that what it's like in Vail, Colorado? They still have landlines? No, I'm just kidding.
1: I kind of feel like I have to because we live at 8,500 feet and our cell phone service isn't the greatest. So I feel like just for safety reasons, I need to keep a landline.
0: That makes sense. Um,
1: But yeah, Tom, I loved, loved, loved Tom. And I know that, you know, they probably were getting pressure to change things up and, and bring in some diversity. And I think it's great. I mean, I'm a Tyra fan, but I I truly love Tom Bergeron and just think he's such an expert, such, such a good television host that I really would love to see him pop up somewhere else.
0: Do you watch Dancing with the Stars still?
1: I do, especially because Caitlin's on this season. So Caitlin's a good friend of mine, Blakeslee. Uh, my daughter adores her. So we were actually just Catching up on an episode last night. We watched it together. And it's cute because I mean, I used to watch the show with my kids when they were babies. I would be like nursing my daughter, and Max would be, you know, watching the show with me and dancing along with the contestants. So it's a great family show, and I'll always be a fan.
0: How do you think Tyra's doing? Because she's getting a lot of criticism.
1: Is she? Yeah, she's getting a never, lot. I never listen to the news or anything. What's the criticism?
0: just that she's a mess and where's tom and bring tom back and just that oh, she's wow. all over the place
1: I mean i i the thing is that i think that she she does a great job it's it's not like it's rocket science you know um i think she's got great energy and she's super supportive of the contestants but you know being that tom was the host when and and he also had um i mean on season one it was i think it was lisa channing it was her name um and there was diversity right out the gate you know so i think if they're getting criticized for diversity they had it first season you know um but tom is just so iconic that i i do i i'm i'm a huge fan of his i miss him i i feel i feel connected to him because he was around for my season
0: do you do you still watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette?
1: Always. I'm really? Probably, I'm probably one of the very few people that has watched every single episode of every single spinoff.
0: I mean, are you shocked at like what it's become? Like Bachelor Nation, Bachelor, like just everything. Like this is the Crazy. gift that keeps giving.
1: It's nuts. It is so crazy. Um, Yes, I'm shocked. I never would have thought that it would be around still to this day. And it's still really popular. You know, they've been able to make Bachelor Nation. I mean, what other show really has that kind of following where they call their people like the people who watch the show have a name yeah is there are there other shows i mean i'm sure there are other shows like that but it's really 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 cool to me that um they've been able to to keep it fresh and relevant and and fun to watch
0: i mean so the show has obviously changed so much since the beginning you know like look when you were on it not just that no one knew what they were doing because it was new, but, you know, like it was definitely way more innocent than what okay. it is now. Yeah. Would you apply today? Like if you were a single woman knowing what's going on on the show? Because I mean, it's gotten risque.
1: I would. I, I feel like there's a way to hold yourself with some class still. Like there are people like that guy, Yosef, who clearly needs a um, a little lesson in in class (laughs) seriously (laughs) and respect. Um, especially being that he was like, you're being disrespectful. I'm like, you might want to look in the mirror, dude. Um, anyway, I, yes, I would apply because I am a hopeless romantic. And, um, if I was 20 years younger and, and given the opportunity, I would take it. I, I feel like people ask me if our kids asked, to do the show in the future. Would we allow it? And I would be a hypocrite if I said no, because that's how we met. That's how their family was created. So, um, who knows if it'll still be around, let's see, my daughter's 11. So when she's 30, (laughs) um, but yeah, I love the show. I, I would definitely, um, go that route if given the opportunity and I was still a youngin.
0: Would you let, I mean, you'll let your kids go on? Like, are your kids going to watch at some point? I mean, obviously, they're too young now, I would assume.
1: Yeah, Max Max could care less. Um, he's 13, Blakesley's 11, and she wants to watch. I don't, I'm not crazy about her watching, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if they were of age and... Um, and I had a little chat with the producers to make sure they would take care of her, then yeah, why not?
0: Do they like, when you guys go out, you know, do they understand, you know, like I'm assuming you guys get stopped for pictures. Like we were talking about, like, do they understand? Are they like, why do people want your pictures?
1: They do understand now. Um, they didn't used to. And I think they just thought that that was a normal thing for everybody. Um, But now they understand, for sure. We've done quite a few um, where they now, you know, shoots at our house and photo shoots for People magazine where they've been on, or other magazines where they've been on the cover or in the magazine or whatever. So um, now they understand. And it's crazy because they're getting to the age where their friends are picking up on it. Like, I'll go to school pickup and someone will be like, oh, there's the first Bachelorette. I'm like... (laughs) You know, Um, it's, it's pretty nuts with the world of social media. And, you know, there's, there's things that I, I, I mean, I'd rather not have my kids watching me kiss three other guys on the show. And um, it's weird and awkward, but it's part of my history, part of our story. And I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm proud of the, what we have been able to accomplish. And, you know, it's not that we were given our, um, our lives from the show. They introduced Ryan and I, but um, it's what we've done with our relationship afterward that really matters, you know?
0: Yeah. Was that ever a hard decision? Like, I mean, well, it's almost like you deserve a happy ending because like you made the sacrifice. Like, was that a hard decision, you know, like leave LA and like the media like I mean I I would find that hard for me personally it
1: was hard it was hard but he was he was my person he was my priority and when you're in love at least for me I I want I would do anything for love and and that's what he needed and that's what our relationship needed so I was willing to do that you know at that point in time I felt like I could still do things um remotely and maybe travel um but it didn't end up that way and that's okay um you know I have ended up being able to do other things and now I'll be able to do this podcast so um everything works out how it's supposed to
0: okay we're going to talk about the podcast in one minute but I have one more question so yeah What do you think about all of this? Listen, this is like the most explosive season in a way of The Bachelorette. Like, just, I don't know what to even say. Like, what is all this Claire, like, what do you make of all the Claire Crawley?
1: You know what? I am so, so proud of The bachelor or The Producers for allowing, because, you know, we don't know 100% what has happened until Thursday. And I mean, we can guess, and there's been a lot of rumors and a lot of spoilers and all the things, but um, if it happens how the rumors say, and she ends up walking off into the sunset with Dale, I am so happy for her. Like that to me is why I watch the show because I want a love match to happen. And if she found her love match, and I am so happy for them. Um, plus, I'm so happy for the producers who have, it seems, realized that it's better to allow Claire and Dale to have their happy ending um, in the middle of taping instead of making Claire, like forcing her to stick around through the end. So they could have had, you know, whatever, this conversation that she has with Chris Harrison where, where he's like, you're blowing up The Bachelorette. You know, this has never happened before. Um, they could very well have had that conversation and then edited it out and been like, your contract specifies that you have to stay taping this show until we get to a final two. So they could have very well forced her. Um but they didn't because I think they realized that it's so important in today's day and age, especially because they've been around for so long, to keep it fresh and keep it new and keep it exciting. And so if Claire and Dale find out that they are wanting to be together like week four, then let it happen. And then bring in another amazing bachelorette and let her find a love, you know, a love match. So it's like two for one. I'm excited about it. Like, I think there are a lot of critics that are, that are criticizing it, but I'm like, why? It's great. Do you really want Claire to like stay in a, in a situation where she's forcing her feelings and it's not, it's not real. Like, that's what people want. They want authenticity. They want realness. They want it to be raw. And if they're not making her stay, that's what they're getting. So I love it. I'm excited that they allowed it and that they brought on another incredible bachelorette. I think it's awesome.
0: And like the success of the show is all about love matches, which is not easy to have Mm -hmm. it last. So it's like, if this is going to work, and like, I just think in general, reality TV has gotten to a point where, you know, it is edited now and it's not as now. So it's like, what more real than like having to change your entire show and your entire season? It's kind of shocking. And it's like, I think it's interesting that it really is because of COVID. Like it really is because, so it's like, that's just the world we live in now. So like, that's kind of shocking.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: But I don't understand all the backlash either.
1: No, it makes no sense. Like, why aren't you happy? For her, she got what she came for. She found love, if, if that's what happens on Thursday. Um, and hopefully, Taysha will have a shot, too. Because maybe Taysha wouldn't have ever had a shot at The Bachelorette, because Claire would have been it, and then um, Matt James is next, and then whomever is on Matt James's season that they deem appropriate for Bachelorette if they get the, great, the green light to do another Bachelorette. You know, so Taysha wouldn't probably have gotten an opportunity. And now she does. Yeah. It's great.
0: What about like the other controversy that's now, I don't know if you saw this, that Claire is facing backlash because of like the strip dodgeball that just took place. Oh God.
1: I'm sorry. Give me a break. I'm whatever. And it started with the whole Yosef thing. Like you can tell that his MO was to come on the show and whine and complain and try to cause drama he's saying that, you know, he wants to be a good role model for his daughter. He wasn't even on the date. So what does that have to do with you? Okay. I get that. Um, that, yeah, maybe like they probably wouldn't do that for women. Like they wouldn't have the women stripping. Who knows? Maybe they would, but it's all in fun. Like if, if the guys that were on the show, like, I know they built up, um, what's the guy's name with the beard? Like he was, he was kind of, you know, um, and he walked away and if they felt uncomfortable with it, then stand up and say, Hey, you know what? I just, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Can I just head home or head back or whatever? Um, then, then speak up and, and speak your truth. But you signed up for a television show where you know that anything can happen. Honestly, like, they say, I think in the contract, and I'm sure the contracts have changed since my season. Um, They should. Um, But I know they, in the contract, it's like, cameras are everywhere, including the bathroom. You know, you know that you're going into a show where you are going to be filmed 24-7. And that's including being naked and changing clothes or being in the bathroom and being in the shower. You know? So if you have a problem with, naked dodgeball then say something but otherwise you signed up for a television show so
0: do you think like because it's become such a platform now and like so many people like do you think people are now going on the bachelorette or the bachelor you know for fame notoriety
1: yes for sure not everybody i will say i think there are still some people out there who have professional careers who are lawyers or dentists or um owner business owners, whatever, you know, um, that they don't care about the Instagram fame, but there are most definitely people there to get followers. And that's pretty much their primary goal, you know. They're Or only- to
0: like to bring the drama like Yosef to me. I'm like, I had the same reaction, dude. I'm like, where's all this drama? like you just want fifteen more minutes, dude? Like you 100%. just want some exit. Now we're all talking about you. So I guess yeah. Mind you, that will last for 16 minutes. It's not going to last. I was just going to say,
1: we're talking about him for a millisecond and then he will be off the radar. And I won't remember his name next year. But but yeah, I feel like, yes, it's unfortunate um, that there are people who just have a primary objective of of gaining an Instagram following. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? More power to you. If you're able to and you can make a living off it, go for it, you know, it's a big world and we can all survive together. So, um, whatever, whatever your MO is, just, just be true to yourself, speak your truth and, and not try to be, um, inauthentic, like, like Joseph, Joseph, like, I feel like he just, he had a very different MO than, than he came on. Um, I thought so. I just, I'm not a fan (laughs) of him.
0: Uh, I'm not a fan of his either. So let's talk about your podcast. Like I said, I listened to the pilot episode with Ryan. So let's talk about it better, et cetera. So how did this come about?
1: Yeah. So um, I have actually been been in talks to do a podcast for a long time. Um, it just never felt right. I've had a, a bunch of meetings and people are like, well, you, just, you need to figure out what you want to talk about. And, and I was like, well, I don't know what I want to talk about. I don't want to just do another bachelor podcast. Cause there's a million of them or, you know, there's so many like yours where people are talking to celebrities and I felt like, why should I be that person? Like, I don't, I, it just doesn't, didn't speak to me. I, I love being part of podcasts like yours and, and helping support those, but I didn't feel like I, that was the space for me. So I just kept putting it on the, on the back burner. And then COVID hit and we're in quarantine and I'm talking to my son and emotions get high. I mean, let's be honest, emotions were high and still kind of are. I mean, thankfully my kids are in school every day. So we're kind of in a normal place, but, um, but you know, our emotions were high. I felt like I was just sucking at life. I was horrible. I was, really? horrible. oh, I was, I was depressed. I was not motivated. I, I was, I had a short fuse, like uh, everything. Like I was just bad at, at everything, being a wife, friend, mother, um, daughter, everything. And I was having a conversation with Max and we got into an argument and we started crying and he's 13 and I walked away feeling like crap. And I just thought I need to be better and the light bulb went off and I thought, Ah, I need to be better. (laughs) Um, that's it. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to share. That's what I want to put out into the world is something positive and, and something that will selfishly allow me to gain knowledge on how I can be better. And, um, And so it wasn't forced anymore. It felt authentic and it felt um, organic and, and I'm having the best time. I mean, I've recorded probably four episodes now and, and I love, I have loved every single one of them. It's just human connection to me is, is the key to life, you know, the key to the joy of life. It is so much fun for me to connect with people. And I mean, even my husband, I learned stuff about him that I never knew. And we've been married for a really long time. So, um, and I'm learning about how to be a better human, how to be a better wife, how to be a better mother, how to be a better friend, how to be a better everything, you know? So, um, sorry, my dog is gone.
0: That's okay.
1: So... You know, I'm really excited about it, and I'll have guests in the beginning that I have a personal connection to. And then I've been reaching out to other people via their Instagram page or, you know, after watching their TED talk or whatever. And it's not going to always be, you know, philosophical and heavy. <coughs> And how Your
0: dog can always come to the podcast. Oh course.
1: my gosh, he—he is—he's a little um, Napoleon complex Yorkie. Where
0: he sounds so much bigger.
1: Oh, uh, he's five pounds.
0: Really? So
1: I'll show you him afterwards. He um,
0: sounds so much bigger. Great,
1: hey, stop it. And his name's Tank, by the way. Um.
0: Oh, I love it. So,
1: <laughs> so you know, I'm just excited to be able to put something out into the world that is is positive and oh and like I was saying all conversations are not going to be heavy and philosophical I'm having Mindy Weiss on this week to talk about she's a wedding planner event planner just to how to plan the perfect party you know um and and there's so many topics that we can cover whether it's um me being a better chef because obviously I hate it um Or um, how to prevent teen suicide. You know, I want to cover all of it. I don't want to shy away from anything if it can um, speak to the people who will listen and help them be better. And it's
0: all about like bettering.
1: Your life, yeah. Just being better versions of ourselves in all ways.
0: Now that you have this podcast, you because this is what happens to me, like my mind, like I can't keep up with my own minds. I'm like, Same. like I see one thing and I'm like, okay, I, I need that guess. I need that. I'm like, there's just, there's not enough hours in the day to like, I can't record fast enough most
1: I know I'm the same I just did a podcast and they were like well it's not gonna air until January I'm like holy cow how many do you have banked like that's crazy I'm Um, pretty
0: bad too I'm pretty bad like this will air earlier but I I I could not air this until January but it will air before that but I just the same thing well you know what my philosophy is with like podcasting guests is like I just think it's like anything like deal like time kills all deals, so like if yeah. Trista wants to speak to me, I don't what we're gonna schedule this for January fifteenth like right. with all you might have the best intentions it's not gonna yeah. ha- it's just not gonna work that way you're True. gonna something's gonna come off, so I'm just like if fifteen people want to talk tomorrow, I'll figure out a way to make it work
1: right, and you love it, so why not like it, it is fueling me it is it is bringing me life and definitely getting me over this like COVID hump of, you know, I just felt like I I was just in a bad mental place. And this has completely lifted that and giving me, it's giving me a purpose.
0: I get it. So like I had my show at the beginning of COVID, but my show used to be like two days a week. Now it's five days a week. But yeah. I truly say this all the time. Like, it kind of is what saved me as well from COVID. Cause like I live alone, but also yeah. like we didn't know what was going on in the world in like March right. and April. So the same thing, like if I didn't like double down on my show, I mean like it, I woke up and I'm like, it's a work day today. And then the next day is a work day. If I didn't have that, I don't, I mean, I don't know what I, what would I have done all day? Like I would have Wait. just been like, there's 24 hours. What am I supposed to do? I don't mm-hmm. understand. So I really like, I say this all the time. Like my show really helped me get through COVID. I mean, we're still in COVID, but now it's like, I have a system going. So I I understand it. Like, I think you're going to love it. And I think, I mean, other than Ryan, who was there with you, you really do gain something, even though you're like on a Zoom. It is, I say this all the time, like, I can't remember anything. Like, you talk about like the beginning of The Bachelor, right? I'm like, I don't know where social media was or cell right. phone. Like, I, I don't remember that. But like, when I would talk to someone on a podcast, like, I will remember everything more or less ah, love it. about.
1: Yeah, kind of like, it's so fun. I love it. I'm glad you found your thing too. Like it's it's great. I think finding what you love and your passion is so important and just to keep striving for that until until you find it.
0: What does Ryan and your children say about this podcast? Like do they understand like mommy's at work now even though she's home?
1: Yeah, well, actually, I try to do all my interviews when-
0: They're at school. When
1: they're at school, yeah. Um, and, and even when Ryan's at work, just so I can have a quiet house and I can focus. But I do a lot. I'm in my, like, I don't know what you want to call it. Living My living room's over here. My kitchen's here. Um, so I'm, I'm in our, our grade space. I don't know what you even want to call it. Like but I'm usually row. in our bedroom. Oh, okay, um, so I just because it's quiet, if anyone is home, then I can kind of isolate myself up there um but it's it's a it's a great medium, I feel like, and it's crazy that it's taken me this long to do it, but I feel like it it couldn't have been forced if I had done it any earlier, I wouldn't be doing something that was truly. Authentic and something that I was super passionate about. I I would have just been doing it just to have something to do, you know. Um, that makes sense. Now I'm excited, like you said. I I am constant. The wheels are constantly turning. It's constantly um, being brought up in conversations with my friends who are recommending people, like authors or podcasts or whatever that they've listened to or read, and and. And I love the conversations that are happening because of it. You know, all the things I'm learning from my guests, I get to pass on, you know, obviously through the podcast, but also just in conversation with people, um, that I, that I'm with, you know, in person. So it's just, it's, I love it. I'm having so much fun and I'm so appreciative that you're, that you're sharing it with your guests too. Are you going
0: to personally hold off on having anyone from the bachelor or bachelorette on?
1: I'm trying to just because I get it. I want it to be more about. I mean, uh, you could say that Ryan's from The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Um. <laughs> he,
0: he he doesn't count. Right,
1: I mean, okay, he's good. like right
0: in the next room from right. you, so yeah. that's okay.
1: So yeah, I'm. I I feel like there are so many podcasts out there that are focused on Bachelor Nation that I don't want to step on their toes. Um, if like I could have like Caitlin come on and talk about um, creating a brand. Cause I feel like she's done an incredible job of doing that. You know, I want it to be like every episode. I, I don't want for me, for my podcast, I want it to be a learning lesson, whatever that person, whatever their story was, whatever um, their expertise is in whatever they have studied, I want to talk about that and I want to get to know them as well in in addition to kind of what they're coming on to discuss but I want it to be purposeful I I don't want to just have my friends from the show come on and gab even though that would be super fun although I will say so better, etc. the better part of it is where I will have the experts and the people with the great stories come on, but the etc. part will be, you know, the, the fun stuff, the, the fluff that I'll, that I'll talk about The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise or, or whatever else, or Dancing with the Stars or Grey's Anatomy or, you know, whatever. Um,
0: well, Grey's Anatomy is still an amazing show.
1: Holy cow. It's still going too. I can't believe
0: Amazing. That.
1: Um, so ABC has
0: had some luck with a few shows
1: dancing with the stars included, which gosh, I remember getting the phone call from Andrea Wong, who was, she was an executive at ABC and she basically was like, you're doing this show. I'm like, it's ballroom dancing. You know, at that point in time, it was like ballroom dancing wasn't really popular in the United States. It was elsewhere. Or maybe if Utah, you know, like there are a lot of ballroom dancers that come out of Utah. And now it's so popular. And I think it's incredible. I mean, I'm, I really feel lucky that I got to be part of the first show. But I remember thinking, what are you making me do? Like, why do you want me to be part of this show? It was just a test to see if it could be. a a hit and did you say the same
0: thing as uh, the bachelor were you just like i'll do this but this is like nothing this will never go anywhere no
1: i was like really i don't i don't know if i if i want to be part of it and i i did it because andrea was like you know what please will you do it for me um and was it as hard I i mean
0: you were only there for a week but was it as hard as it seems
1: actually I was there for two weeks so the first episode we did, we did a waltz. And then the second episode we did a rumba and, um, and that's when I got kicked off. Um, so it, it was really different. So my partner, Louis came to bail. He paid for his own plane tickets. He paid for his own hotel. Like they didn't cover anything. Um, and we had a like, maybe three days of practices for a couple hours here and there. Like, it wasn't anything like it is now. Now it's, like, 12-hour, 15-hour, whatever long days. Um, It's, like, their full-time plus job you know? Um, and back then it was, it definitely was not. Um, it was kind of like an afterthought, like learn your routine and be ready to perform it in front of a live studio audience. But yet you only get a couple hours a week, you know? Um,
0: and I imagine now they pay for people's flights and hotels when they,
1: Oh, I'm sure. But the thing is, no, they like, yes, I'm sure they do that, but everyone goes to LA. Right. To like actually be in their studios because I believe they have like a dedicated um, dance studio for them to practice in and um, so they can tape everything. And so I think they require probably everyone to be in LA at least most of the time. And then if they have like, a job that they have to get back to, then they fly back and forth uh, right. or their family, they fly back and forth. But um, as now during COVID, they definitely have to be in LA. So um, are you
0: shocked at like how they made the bachelor work in COVID? Like how they were able to like, I mean, it's amazing what production can do in today's like TV right? doesn't Hollywood doesn't miss a beat.
1: No, but I, I mean, they, it took a while to figure yeah. it out you know, it, it kind of is shocking to me that it took as long as it did because they weren't allowed to be in the studio. And I was like, well, why, why not? You know, like you all are together all the time and you know, it makes sense. They needed to, they needed to go by the the rules of the health departments and CDC or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I, I think that they roll with the punches and and it's it's kind of a bummer that they didn't get to travel for the people who are on the show because I feel like that's one of the big perks of doing this show is getting to like travel to these exotic locations and experience the world. Um, but yeah, I'm I think it's really cool that they were able to, you know, just be at the La Quinta. Actually, we had um Ryan's group date was there um during my season. So we had a pool party in one of those pools. Um with Bob Guinea and I think four or five other guys. So we were at the La Quinta. Actually, it's kind of an epic episode because Ryan and I saw three different weddings happening and it was kind of like foreshadowing, like, Hmm we're seeing three weddings together. Like what's happening here? Is this like the universe telling us something? And I guess it was. That's
0: so funny. And then I'll let you go. Do you have a favorite bachelor or bachelorette like other than yourself? Like throughout all these years?
1: I get, I get asked this all the time and I feel like I can't choose because they're like my children, you know, like I'm very maternal when it comes to um, everyone on the show and not just like the bachelorettes, we were all just texting each other. Um, we're on this big group text chain and I adore all of them and never would have met them had it not been for the show, you know, um, some Canadians in the mix, some, you know, 20 years younger than me or 20 plus years younger than me. So I feel really lucky to call them friends. I mean, there's, there's people like Tenley and, um, People from my season and Andrew Firestone and, you know, throwing it back. And of course, Chris Harrison. And I, I honestly love all of the people that I've been able to make a connection with. I, of course, I have stronger relationships with some people, but, but yeah, I love, I love all of them. They're all my little bachelor babies.
0: I <laughs> love me some Andrew Firestone in and Jen oh my Chef. God, that was, that. that was one of the best seasons
1: he was, he's amazing. He's so much fun. I mean, I, I love their cute little family. I, when um, their first son was born, it was, I think two months before Blakeslee, my daughter was born. And I was like, okay, we got to create this wedding. We got to become family because your son, my daughter, he is so cute. Um, but yeah, i I love that. I've just been able to connect with all of these people that I never would have met. Otherwise. Is
0: there anyone like you think deserves a chance to be the bachelor or bachelorette from the.
1: Oh, so many people deserve to be. Um, I kind of wish though, that they would pluck someone from obscurity. that no, that we haven't met that is successful. That is good looking. That is family oriented, that has good morals and values and is willing to be vulnerable and articulate and, You know, all the things that make a great bachelor or bachelorette, I wish they would do that. And I keep saying it. Um, Yes, the recycling is good for business because the people come on and they already have this built-in Instagram following and they can, you know, pull people to watch the show who are invested in that certain person. But I really wish they would just pluck someone who we would all just fall in love with together. You know,
0: I'm all for that. Well, thank you for entertaining all of my bachelorette questions.
1: <laughs> I'm, listen,
0: there's way more to you than just the bachelorette, like this Are wonderful you? new thank podcast. But <laughs> I mean, I had to ask.
1: So, uh, Of course, it's part of my history. It's all good.
0: But better, et cetera. It was great. I loved the first episode. I'm going to listen to more. Tell everyone where they can find you online.
1: Yeah. So at Trista Sutter on Instagram, um, I have a website, but don't necessarily update it. So TristaSutter.com and then better, et cetera, you can find wherever you listen to your podcast.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're busy. Thank you for taking your time. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm, I I'm the OG meaning the old gal. Um, so it's nice to still be able to chat with people. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Keep in touch.
1: Okay. Awesome. Congrats. Thank you. You too.
0: I'll talk to you later.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear...